Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes, please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF, who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex, and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me, expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Hi. I am recording this just after getting off the call with Jen after recording this episode and um, I am I am feeling like there's no boundary within me around the sense of like awe and miracle and love and amazingness that a human can experience and can cultivate and create in their life. Um, Jen is an incredible human. I adore her. I'm inspired by her. Her story touched me deeply. I cried during this conversation several times. Um, We also laughed a lot. She is a fucking powerhouse of a woman and she radiates positivity, love, pleasure, audacity, courageousness, boldness, but also so much gentle kindness and love and compassion and um, childlike play and joy. She's amazing. She's amazing. And the beautiful thing or like the powerful thing about this is that she doesn't come from a place of experiencing pleasure and orgasms. She hated her body. She was disconnected from her body. And then there was this monumental uh, moment, this impactful moment in her life where she kind of hit rock bottom and that inspired a change. So we talk about this in this conversation. We talk about her journey from self-hatred to self-love, from body disconnection to body ecstasy. And she shares a little bit how she did it. Um, it's so inspiring. We laugh a lot. She tells some amazing stories and um, I think she'll inspire you. Yeah, I think she'll inspire you. So listen to this conversation take in the words maybe write some notes some action steps that you could take in your life to begin your growth or um, expansion journey or continue on the journey that you're on let this inspire you let this give you faith and hope and also the energy to be tenacious and to persevere in your journey because it's not fucking easy and uh, it wasn't easy for Jen. It's not easy for anyone. And easy, it's not supposed to be easy, but it, it's possible. It's possible. So enjoy this conversation and uh, check out the links below where um, I've included some of the um, writings of Jen. And also in one of those articles, there's a link to the Erica Lust production uh, inspired by uh, Jen's writing. Um, so enjoy 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 and may this serve you may this inspire you may this help you do right do the change be the change show up for yourself commit to yourself no one else can do it for you um but your body will respond and your body will thank you and your body's waiting for you to do this all right big love enjoy welcome jen hello erica we are officially recording i'm so excited (laughs) <laughs> oh, 
that's amazing. It's so amazing to meet you. Yeah, it's amazing to meet you too. Um, and uh, I was so thrilled um, that you reached out to me and suggested that we have this conversation, I think. Or you reached out and said, I want to talk about this. And I said, well, I can't remember how it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I reached out to you when you when you launched your podcast. I was like, pick yes. me, pick me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I think yes. I might have harassed you a couple of times, <laughs> which I love. So anyone listening, if you have like a passion topic that's related <laughs> to sexuality and you're like, I'm dying to talk about this, then harass me a little bit <laughs> politely and um, I'm sure we can make it happen. <laughs> and I think that's the first, like that's the very first thing that I want Jen to inspire you with on because Jen is indeed an inspiring person and her journey is a deep journey of uh, growth and self-responsibility and, and love and celebration for life and being alive. And so I think everything that she'll say will inspire you today, but that's the first <laughs> inspo oh, number dear. one. <laughs> no, I admire you. Um, so just, um, yeah, thank you for being here. So, so um, what are we going to talk about today, Jen? Why did you reach out to me? What's so special wow. about, well, it's October still. I think this will release yeah. in October, yeah. but what's special about October? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because last year when you did your pussy power workshop, I went in and I did it with you. And in my, in the sex magic session, my wish was to get my article published with less zine last year. And I did it. <laughs> Fuck yes. And this year we did it again. And I went in and again, it was like, I want, I want my article to go out because I'm just such a big fan of Erica Lust as well. She's such an inspiration. And, um, and so, and, and it happened again. And so um, just this week, a guide that I wrote that's called Navigating Sex After Cancer came out with Erica Lust Films along with a beautiful erotic film um displaying another woman's journey through her cancer and how to get back to her sexuality so there's a little bit of a written guide and then there's also a film and it's just a gem it is indeed yeah so this has very much been your journey right this is your this is this was your journey this is your journey this is my journey (sighs) yeah totally yeah yeah where do you want to begin Oh, well, I kind of want to talk a little bit about how, why I like tuned into Layla. Cause I think we both have the same teacher, right? You're also went to Vita and that's how I got introduced to you was by going through her program. And, um, so I originally sort of started trying to learn about sacred sexuality and, and tuning into things like what you're offering here to try and save my marriage. And then after that, I was like, I'm just going to save myself. And then so I kept on going deeper and deeper and putting more and more energy into it. And then, um, and then I also had a weight loss journey. So in 2018, I weighed 350 pounds and I had um, a weight loss surgery and I knew that I needed to establish a new relationship with food. And what I realized when I was doing that sort of inventory of my life is that I didn't have to take pleasure in anything other than food. And so that's what brought me to Layla was like, I need to learn how to love my body in a different way and to connect. And so I'm so grateful that that's why I reached out in the time because then in 2020, when I got hit with a triple whammy, it was like the worst week of my life. Um, on one hand, it was so exciting. On a Tuesday, I signed my separation papers and I was rejoicing that I was moving on to a new chapter of my life. My husband and I, we separated amicably and it was, it was so exciting. But on that Thursday, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. <laughs> so it was like two days of sort of feeling free and in a new chapter and then having my feet taken out from underneath me. And then two days later, the second lockdown for the pandemic was imposed where I was living. And so I was like, oh, I'm doing this alone too. (laughs) So it was, um, it was terrifying to think about being immune compromised and sick and having to do it all alone and going through that all in my house, all by myself. (laughs) So, so to say that, like, 
you know, your work and Layla's work and all the other teachers out there who are just offering those things. Like I reached out and I took everything that I could get off the internet to just nourish my soul to get through that chapter. So yeah. Yeah. So that was a tough week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like the week from hell. (laughs) Yeah. That was a tough, tough week. Yeah. And, um, I remember it was, um, I work at a police station and so we have, we have a doctor on site. And so I was just going over on my lunch break and I really thought like, I have a a history, but I really just thought I was too young. I did not think that I was going to have, um, a positive, um, cancer diagnosis. And so I was just walking over very casually on my lunch break and then I got the news. And then when I came back, it was, um, I'll never forget because the the police officers, they must have heard the terror in my voice because they all became instantly on duty and were like running to my desk. <laughs> I told the inspector that the police response time for crying disclosure clerks is like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they went into immediate protect mode and like, there's a woman in distress and we love her. Run. <laughs> Totally. Totally. I know. So, um, so yeah. And it was a surprise. And I just remember, I remember so clearly the moment where I grabbed my chest and I went, Oh my God, I didn't even get a chance to get to know you. Right. Because I had just started to delve into learning about all the different orgasms. I think the, the, the video that inspired me so much from Layla's was the seven different types of female orgasm. And like, I went after that, like, as if I was like a student at school and I was like, okay, clitoral orgasm, check, <laughs> womb <laughs> orgasm, check. Like I went after it, like I had nothing else to do, but orgasm basically <laughs> while I was like trying to like battle my internal struggle right so yeah um yeah and so I had just sort of realized what pleasure existed in my breasts I had just discovered the nipple orgasm and then I got my diagnosis so I was quite horrified it was um it was I had so much grief and so much sadness and but there is a part of me I am also very tenacious very stubborn and also really creative so I, um, because I used to be a teacher, I used to teach preschool and, you know, I understand child development and I sort of understand, or I'm fascinated by neuroplasticity. I sort of thought, well, I guess I should say that what I ended up getting as my, my, um, surgical plan was to have both breasts removed. And then they took, um, flesh from my abdomen and they rebuilt both of my breasts. And so, um, I thought to myself, if it's my body down here, that's getting moved up here. Maybe I can teach it to have pleasure if it moves. <laughs> like, it's all the same body. And yeah. so I, I really, you know, I was like uh, paralyzed for a long time. Like in that time when you don't quite know when your surgery is and you don't quite know if you're going to be okay. And you don't quite know how bad it is yet. So in those moments, I was absolutely paralyzed. But the day I got my surgery date, so I got the 30-day notice, it was like I had a plan. And it was like, so I signed up for a meditation seminar and I meditated morning and night and I did breast massage and I just meditated and I massaged my breasts. And and if I could orgasm, I could. And I just rubbed them and I rubbed them. And I just said, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this. Yeah. And, and then I danced every day and I just shaped them. I just celebrated them, Erica, because I felt like I just shamed my body my whole life just for being imperfect. Well, what is imperfect? Yeah. Um, So my cancer journey just kind of made me wake up and I was like, I refuse to hate myself anymore. And so I just loved myself up. And yeah. I sent those titties off to the best <laughs> death that you can think of. Like, they had everything you can think of. What Massages, a- <laughs> dancing. Oh, my goodness. Mm. 
Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was an epic um, goodbye love affair. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I'm, I'm deeply moved and, uh, and indeed you are tenacious, right? I mean, <laughs> and, and sometimes it requires or it takes that kind of wake up to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, mm-hmm. you realize that you've been hating on your body your entire life and you were like, yeah. Yeah. absolutely not a single second more <laughs> done no. enough yeah totally yeah and so how did you and you also mentioned that you were paralyzed so in a kind of freeze yeah. and not able yeah. to do anything which is yeah. obviously normal and especially yeah. when we're just waiting for something like that oh yeah Ooh. but what do you I'm just curious when you mm-hmm. because you did an incredible work of rewiring your thoughts yeah and your emotions yeah Yeah. and your relationship to your body and touch yeah Yeah. did you ever notice an encounter that there were very limiting beliefs and strong Mm. negative thought patterns and how did you approach that what did you do it was um yeah it was fascinating I did a lot of journaling I did a lot of mirror work Mm. um that deepened after my surgery but just like really talking to myself in the mirror because I was home alone and I actually I did a lot of um in the morning I would schedule a cry (laughs) so after my morning meditation I would have breakfast and then I would be like okay it's time to grieve and I would it didn't doesn't take it's not hard to get yourself crying when you're going through that stuff but I would sit down and I would put my phone up basically the way I have now and I would tape myself crying so that I didn't feel alone and then I would watch the video of myself crying and I'd cry harder because I'd be seeing myself crying and then I said okay now I'm going to dance and then I would dance to lift the mood and so somehow it's like I I forced myself to walk through all the emotions every day even if it was painful like it was yeah and excruciating yeah it was almost like I needed to have a balanced diet of all the emotions like the gritty gritty ones and then the ecstatic states of orgasm and then grief and then anger and then yeah yeah and what you're describing is really a a kind of um like emotional literacy right right yeah and uh an incredible developing an incredible capacity for emotional fluidity Mm -hmm. which i talk so much about in my work um and we cannot we cannot have the pleasure we cannot have the orgasms and all of the goodness if we don't yeah. allow ourselves to have the other emotions, because if yes. we repress some of yes. it, we repress all of it. Totally. You know, it's like if you dim yes. the light, yeah. you dim the light. Totally. Um, yeah. So Oof. And it, it's so hard to lean into trust, though, that there will be light at the end of that tunnel when you lean into the darkness. But if you're absolutely oh, yeah. right. It's it's yeah. remarkable. And if anything, like now on the other side of it and having like almost two years of routine now and ups and downs and realizing that I'm building resilience every year, every month, like getting stronger, that um the shitty parts is actually like, and now I'm kind of a bit of a farmer now too. I grow my medical marijuana because that's one of the only things that works well for me after my cancer. And so it's like the fertilizer, like the shit is actually what nourishes the plants. Right. And I'm like, yes. yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Like this is it. Like my Bring garden. It. I am my garden. Right? Yeah. It's like let it out. And then it will, the yeah. flow and the, Oh yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's both like if we if we think in terms of like shit, manure, whatever, Mm -hmm. like that kind of metaphor, it's like you literally have to digest and yeah, right. And and pass the bowel, like you need to have those kind of like emotional bowel movements and literally take a shit or vomit it out. It needs to get out of your system. It needs to be digested, metabolized, and then released through the system because otherwise we have this um, reservoir of shit, emotional stagnated shit. That's right. Yeah. And then also then becomes the fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's energy, right? It is. It is. It is life force energy in a way, although it feels uncomfortable, it is energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so it needs to move. And then that becomes 
yeah. a playground for the other things. Did you ever feel in that process that, you know, you mentioned that crying, it was so easy and the grief mm -hmm. was so mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. Did yeah. you ever feel that the positive emotions, you kind of had to fake them and it felt oh, inauthentic? Interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. You asked earlier about like, did I come up against like limiting beliefs and stuff? And yeah. I really came up against my conditioning, right? Um, uh, um, performance basically. <laughs> so I think that's where we're going, right? Is this, yeah. um, this need to make sure that everybody else was okay before me, right? So even in my cancer, in my sickness, worrying more about, oh, is this message gonna upset someone more or worried about their grief and their sadness more than my own. And so um, yeah, that was interesting. Mm. And I had to pull that back in and be like, no, no, you take care of you <laughs> and yeah. you, you nourish yourself and they're also adults and they can take care of themselves. And, and, yeah. um, so yeah. And yeah, the performance of putting on a happy face, um, it's interesting. And then, but part of the practice of like bringing that the, all the emotions through each day, even though, It was almost like practicing, like practicing the joy <laughs> and it yeah. became easier to cultivate the joy as well. And in that really authentic joy after a while, but yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's, there's definitely a pressure to put on a really brave face and the pressure was from me, not from anybody else. Yeah. It comes from within or it comes from the conditioning. I don't know. I'm still yeah. unlocking some of this stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um so you had the uh operation the double mastectomy mm -hmm. what happened after that um what was so, your relationship with your body and your yeah. sexuality tell us a little bit yeah. about that it was wild it was wild I, i i joked about being i don't know if you have the same toy in sweden but mr and mrs potato head where you can pull the pieces out and move them around mm. do you have that toy no you can pull I, his you pull his nose out and the eyes out and you can mix and match the places so it's a really popular toy over here and mm -hmm. um so I would joke that I felt like Mrs. Potato Head because I felt like my abdomen was taken and pushed over here you know and so it was like I was connected to that part of my body I was like I know that it's me I know it's it's my flesh but it felt like it was in the wrong place or it felt like I also kind of I remember describing it as feeling like I was a tat bitten by a shark. Like it felt like my entire front of my body had been bitten. It was mm -hmm. just a mess. And then I was like, I felt like they put my parts on wrong because mm. it just, nothing felt quite right. Right. Each, the boobs were so swollen and one was this way and one was this way and really Frankenstein-y, no nipple patches over and red and gruesome and, I had these tubes hanging out of my body, but at the same time, I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm home. Like, yeah, I'm home and I'm in one piece and holy shit. Like, how did they do that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like a sense of wonder. Um, yeah. And here's a really funny story. Oh my goodness. So, so on the patches, The patches, it was about five weeks, I think, after after the surgery I was going in. Some of my stitches were not healing very well. So I was going in to see the surgeon and they were checking to see the nipple patches. So they were sort of considered like a like a transplant. So the patch was there and they would take the um there's a machine like when you listen to a baby's heartbeat and they would listen to the the blood going through hey, you were a nurse you know this stuff <laughs> listening to make sure the blood was flowing in my breast every hour and so it was really interesting how I had to tune into them touching it and yeah it was really tender it was really it's really special I don't know And I remember one time at the hospital I'm going all over the place now but I haven't thought about these things in a long time actually and So it was a teaching hospital. So there was a bunch of, a bunch of people. I think there was like 10 people standing around me. And when they unwrapped all of me, one of them gasped and I was like, oh no. And she was like, 
they are so beautiful. Wow. And I couldn't see the beauty yet. Right. I could just see that, but she'd been, he, she'd been in there enough to know that they were going to heal to be beautiful. And they were, they are like, um, so that was really, it was really, um, encouraging and special to be witnessed and held and, um, okay. So yeah. So then when I was going to see the surgeon, I was in the shower and I come out and I'm toweling off and I'm looking and my eyesight's going. I, I have glasses. And so I was like, I have hair on my nipples. And then I thought, did my cat sleep on my towel? Like what on earth is going on? So I get my glasses, you know, like I'm, and I'm looking and I had pubic hair growing on my nipples mm-hmm. because I had quite a treasure trail, right? My pubic hair went quite high onto my abdomen. And so legit, like I had like, a comb over, like mm-hmm. pubic hair growing this way on one tit and pubic hair growing this way on the other tit. And I was like, oh, come on, cancer, you fucking asshole. Like for fucking real pubic hair now? Like, yeah. and it was just so shocking. But so I went to see the surgeon that day and luckily those patches got removed and I got sewed up. So that was a very short, <laughs> short, short phase of my new breast um, life on earth. Um, a little awkward stage. <laughs> what's so funny is that I realized that what brings me comfort when I'm going through all of this cancer stuff is talking about sex. That's what brings me comfort. And so when I was on the table and the doctors were putting the freezing in and they were removing those um, patches, um, they were just putting in the little freezing kind of like when you go to the dentist and he was kind of feeling around and, and going, you shouldn't be able to feel this yet. Like it's still really, you know, you probably don't have any feeling yet. And I was like, I can actually feel all of that. Just kind of bewildered. Right. And yeah. And, um, and then, so they're starting to take the stitches out and, and, and that, and then I was like, uh, doctor, I can feel everything. I'm like, I please no stop. And he's like, really? And I was like, you're putting a needle in the left nip, like place where there was a nipple. And now the doctor's on the other side. And I wasn't looking, I was like this. And he's like, okay, everybody hands off. We're going to get Jen more freezing. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I've never seen anybody with this much sensation before. And I was like, instantly removed out of my trauma response and my doctor was so hot oh my god I hope he doesn't like this face like oh my god I'm sure that helped in the healing in the recovery (laughs) I said doctor can I tell you why that excites me so much? And he was like, yes, Jen, you can tell me. And and then I just described to him how I meditated and how I massaged and how I like sort of hoped and prayed that I could reprogram my body and my mind to move the pleasure and to maintain sensitivity in my breasts. And then he just shook his head at me and he was like, well, I've never seen anything like this before. So let's watch it. And he's like, I'm watching you. And he's like, this could be amazing. And, um, and then, and then, and then I told him and I said, and, but, but what was funny was I said to him, I said, the reason why I'm doing this is because I was so sad to say goodbye to my nipples because I could orgasm with my nipples. And he kind of gave me that like orgasm with your nipples. (laughs) And then I was so fucking sassy. I talked as if I was already graduated from Vita. Like I hadn't even, I wasn't even enrolled yet. Like, but I was like, doctor, don't you know that there's seven different ways that women can orgasm? (laughs) And he's like, what? Yep. Yeah, I've heard that at sexology, my sexology masters. I was like, you know that you can have a cervical orgasm. And the researcher, she was like, what? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what evidence do you have? I was like, my own fucking empirical evidence, bitch. (laughs) No, I didn't say that. But like, you know, like it's fucking real. Right. And then so I just felt so empowered and so relaxed talking about sex and so I talked all about the different orgasms with the two surgeons that were working on me and then the younger one he says well what about the male orgasm how many different male orgasms are there and I'm like well I don't know for sure but I think I facilitated at least three times (laughs) (laughs) 
And then he said, um, and then so I listed them and then and then I said the dry ejaculation. And then he's like, they said at med school that that didn't exist. And I said, well, it happens every Tuesday at my house. You can come and watch for medical research if you want, doctor. <laughs> Did you bring him in there in your fantasy, the doctor watching you? <laughs> if not, now's the time. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Let me know how it went. Send me an email on Wednesday. I'll read it. <laughs> so yeah, so that was just like, yeah. And then when when I heard that, it was just like, it just gave me the inspiration to keep going and to just keep doing the breast massage and to just keep calling yeah. it in. And and I can orgasm with both of my breasts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even when I didn't have any nipples there there was nothing and it's just so amazing like actually it's like I think I've become so in tune with my breasts that they're almost like mm, like I feel my emotions here so if I feel anger I feel it here in my scar first it's like my scar heats up a little bit red or if I'm sad yeah. I feel it here it's like and when I'm like lit up, it's just like, I feel like I'm a care bear, like headlight tits <laughs> staring out into the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am just having all the feels and brushes of full body chills running up and down my body from hearing your words and this beautiful testament of just how incredible, like you say, neuroplasticity, mind body connection. Yeah. A, a healing a reclamation yeah. with and yeah. of the body from yeah. hatred to love from yeah. numbness and disconnection to incredible yeah. aliveness yeah. and radiance and vitality and it's incredible and there is really no other way to do it than that tenacious persistent mm -hmm. showing up yeah. with the body yeah. over and over again right totally. believing in just like intention mm -hmm. touch uh, that emotional fluidity and uh, allowing it time and just like you know mm -hmm. I oftentimes say you are a body you don't have a body mm -hmm. and if you are your body then mm -hmm. then right. there is it's literally impossible to be disconnected from it yeah. and so we can understand disconnection yeah. as a psychological barrier yeah. or just simply um, yeah. being out of practice like yes. you know oh my goodness totally totally I really feel like, I feel like my journey with um, sexuality has been very similar to my journey with exercise and learning how to be active again on my weight loss journey. And it's like, but with the sexuality, it's like, I found muscles that I didn't even know that I had. And then, yeah. but I worked them and they're just as strong and vibrant as the muscles I work out at the gym. And it's like, wow, like my yeah. body is amazing. Yeah. But I remember a cancer taught me, it gave me like kind of like a whoa hands down like the orgasming journey was giving me a whoa hands down where I was starting to bow down to the magnificence of the human body but healing like watching my body heal from such a drastic surgery like that and watching it bounce back and like my life coach came over one day and she was knitting beside me and I looked at my body and I was like you're knitting beside you. And I'm like, and my body is knitting itself back together. And mm -hmm. I said, Glenda, what the fuck else can my body do without me being involved at all? And I was like, how do I have so much body wisdom? And yet for so many years, I had so little respect for my body. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite spiritual teacher is Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Holy, I don't know how you say his name in English. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And he says this like, when it comes to your body wisdom and body consciousness, yeah. you know, I've been teaching this, I've learned this from Layla in my work with yeah. sexuality, yeah. that your body has consciousness. Yeah. This is a this yeah. is a concept, a, a truth from, from Tantra, you know, the yeah. ancient, ancient um, yeah. wisdom, uh, mythical wisdom tradition that, that there's yeah. consciousness in the body. Um, your pussy has a voice like there is your different pieces your body mm -hmm. speaks to you um, mm -hmm. but I love how Eckhart says that your your mental capacity like your mental form of consciousness simply mm -hmm. 
like in, in comparison to your body consciousness mm-hmm. it is so limited it is so mm-hmm. small because right. your mind yes. and the the the, uh, the experience that we have mm-hmm. of consciousness and your thinking and problem solving and memory mm-hmm. and all those things mm-hmm. you know it it kind of it baffles us right we can feel a sense right. of awe of like wow we're so intelligent but then mm-hmm. imagine what you what you just said like my body's literally knitting itself together healing yeah. Yeah. They've re- they've taken skin yeah. from my belly. They put it here. Yeah. This radical surgery, yeah. right. and it's just putting yeah. itself back together. Mm-hmm. There is millions upon mm-hmm. trillions of cells. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many in the body that are right. constantly doing work. And you have absolutely yeah. like your sense of your sense yeah. of I and the sense yeah. of like consciousness has absolutely nothing to do with it because it's, it's so vast. It's so yeah. complex. It's so deep. It's so intelligent. Yeah. yeah. And the mind would t- terribly fail at trying to do all that stuff. Right. And so oh, to build that sense of awe with your body in this moment where you're at, with your body size, with your body weight, with your pleasure mm-hmm. capacity, with mm-hmm. whatever you're at, with the mm-hmm. disease and all of that, mm-hmm. start feeling, I think, that sense of awe for your body. Mm-hmm. And that totally. could be a seed for change. Yes, totally. Oh my goodness. Like you say, mm-hmm. you know, it's so inspiring to hear you talk about this. And with that, you have to just right spend enough time doing mm-hmm. the work mm-hmm. yep. and your body your body will respond your body will wake oh up oh my goodness yeah and gleefully like i yeah. feel like i feel like my body was just like yeah you finally noticed me yes exactly because that's what the body wants it just wants your attention yeah totally it right. lights up when we give it attention yeah. And not negative yeah. criti- criticizing oh, attention, right? No, because that's usually exactly. the attention we give it. Are you piece totally. of shit? You fat, this yeah. and that ugly, cellulite, yeah. worthless piece of look at that. You look old. Oh, uh, look right. at those saggy boobs and look at those yeah. wrinkles and your hair is so. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the attention we give the body, and the body's like, exactly. I don't deserve this. Yeah, I I don't deserve that. What did I do? I didn't right? do anything. I know. It's wild. It's wild. This, this it's really funny. So there was a I was at work and this is where my mirror work started. It was funny because you know how oftentimes, and this is like an unfortunate story about how sometimes men I don't want to men bash because I love men so much, but you know how sometimes they'll come I know up, you do. Like, <laughs> like you should smile more you know that saying Uh right and so so somebody in my office did that to the girl in front and she just kind of turned around and we both just went like oh man like why you know like why do people say that and so when I went home that night and I was like washing my face and brushing my teeth I was replaying that moment and I was like why don't you smile more and then I smiled in the mirror and I went holy fuck that's why they say it. Right. And I realized that I had never smiled at myself in the mirror. All I ever did was grimace at myself in the mirror. Yeah. Right. And so I had a new experience. And so thank you, man, you know, like for for (laughs) even though I didn't receive it very graciously in the moment. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes that's the thing, right? They say, (laughs) my husband does this all the time. He's like, (laughs) we'll say the truth and I'll be like, fuck you. But (laughs) then he's right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) There's a moment of surrender and humbleness. (laughs) And I come crawling back. (laughs) Husband, you were right. And usually it's so funny because we come back and we say, you were right. I am a beautiful, magnificent goddess. And that's usually what they've been trying to tell us. And we've been the ones who've been fighting the message. Yeah. And perceiving it like right? yeah. the patriarchy trying to yeah. fuck us. And it's like, no, yeah. here's a man trying to serve me. Yeah. Yeah. And so that little thing made me 
made me start smiling at myself in the mirror every day. And that's how it started. And then I started, I think I also, um, somebody I love is Marissa Peer. And I wrote, I am enough on my mirror so that I would read that every day and I would smile at myself. And then, and then I think I read Mama Gina's book. And then I started like rubbing cream into my body while I looked in the mirror, looking into my eyes and meditating as well. And, you know, it's just deepened and deepened. There's so many different exercises out there, but like, you know, there was a time when I hated looking at pictures of myself. I would cringe. I didn't want to look in the mirror. I would like go like this if I was walking by a um, reflection in a glass or something because I didn't want to see myself. And now I love seeing myself. Like I delight in myself. And even when I'm like, even when I'm out of bed and I got like, my hair is all over and like my makeup from the night before is like this because I've just been like a wild cat out, you know, or something like, and I just look in the mirror and I'm just like, you're fucking killing it, Jen. You're fucking awesome. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So for anyone listening who is uh, feeling activated by this, um, you know, I would invite you to like, if it feels hard to do that towards yourself, um, imagine that you have a little Jen inside because Jen can be your Care Bear mascot on this journey. <laughs> she can be like, you are amazing. You go. You are fucking killing it today. Look at you, beautiful being. You're a queen. <laughs> right? Like that's what your go-to thought pattern should be when you look at yourself. When you look down yeah. upon your body, yeah. when you get dressed, when you look yourself yeah. in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, because that mm-hmm. is so, like, it, it can profoundly alter your reality mm-hmm. of how you see yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I read this quote the other day, relentless self-talk changes self-image. Yes. Yes, but it's got to be relentless, right? Yes. Like I oftentimes tell my clients, like what I'm asking you to do is to be Mm -hmm. delusional because it is kind of delusional to say the things that you don't believe in. It's like, right. Mm -hmm. You have to adopt that kind of delusional mindset if you don't believe it at first. But after relentless repetition, yeah. it'll stick it'll literally yeah. stick my my so business well. coach Lacey she mm-hmm. says repetition beats accuracy no totally yeah so you just I gotta repeat that. the thing just repeat rinse and repeat and obviously accuracy <laughs> is yeah. what yeah. you currently don't believe right but but yeah, you exactly. develop this negative yeah. self-talk yeah yeah and it's not your fault because it's yeah. society that we grow up yeah. in that's right yeah. But Jen knows it. I know it to be true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it can be true and for you. I think one of the most interesting things about where I really understood, because I think I, I understood what we were talking about, the conditioning and patriarchy for a while. I was like, I think I understood it as a cloud thought. And then, um, so it was during lockdown. And so we were all cooped up. And I think it was like, the first time that I, I I was able to go to Costco, which is like like an IKEA kind of place where you can go and, and buy groceries. And I was so excited. I wore like a blouse. <laughs> I put makeup yes. on, like high heels, like oh my God. Yes. I just like a fucking slut to go out. I was yes. so excited. <laughs> Again, you're such a life celebrator. <laughs> But then here's where the default programming came in is I was walking and I went like this and my roommate went, what? Because I was just in the middle of the parking lot. Like I just stopped dead and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm just wearing this light blouse and I'm not wearing a bra and my nipples are going to get hard when I walk through the freezer section. And then I went, this is a sign of healing. I was like, I don't have any more fucking nipples, right? Like I'd forgotten that I didn't have any nipples for one thing. (laughs) I was just so excited to go shopping. That's where I was like, and then afterwards, like as I was shopping and as I went home, I was like, who told me that it's not safe to have erect nipples in a shopping center? And then I started to go deeper and I'm like, my mom never told me that. Like nobody told me that. But something told me that. 
right? And that's and so that's when I started to be like, oh, okay, this is where limiting beliefs live. They're total blind spots. We don't even see them. They're like yeah. built into the infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so that yeah. was a and, wild time. And also when it comes to sexuality in our bodies, if no one says it's okay, we will assume yeah. that it's not okay. Ooh, whoa, 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 I felt that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. Truth detector boobs. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, I, I see Jen here on the Zoom image. She's like stroking her boobs going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's just the truth detectors. I love it. <laughs> when I went back to work, I was so afraid that I was not going to be able to not touch my boobs because I just became so in touch with touching myself. I was like, when you go back into public you're not going to be able to like massage yourself all the time like whenever you want to comfort yourself how do you do Um, that at work I think how do I do it now that I think of it I did actually advocate for myself and I told my boss that sometimes I have nerve pain and that I would need to excuse myself um so I could hold them Um, so that was interesting, but I don't think I experienced it very much, but here's another, I want to share this story because I, I I don't think very many people celebrated it with me here. I I felt a little bit Uh (laughs) poo-pooed when I got my new nipples (laughs) because I work with police. I work with a lot of hot humans, right? Male and female. And, um, And so when I got my new nipples and anybody would ask me what was new, I would go, my nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so inappropriate. (laughs) I I can see how people would be like, holy fuck, how do I respond to this? Uh, Is this a sexual harassment moment? (laughs) So inappropriate. Am I receiving or giving the sexual harassment? What the fuck is going on? I know. God bless them. They, 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 yeah. So let Uh, us give, let's give you that moment now. I'll ask you, Jen, what's new? What's going on? I just got my new nipples a little while ago. Yeah, babe. My God. How does that feel? They're so cute. They're so cute. Uh huh. yeah, they're different than my original ones and they don't have any color yet because I don't have the tattoos. Um, so the next step would be to get um, tattooed areola if I choose, or a lot of people choose to get artwork tattooed on and I'm still deciding mm. what I want to do. Um, what a creative but, process. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And it was interesting because, and this is another moment where I just really loved my surgeon because um Again, I was experiencing a lot of pain because they, I felt like they were doing origami. Like it felt like, cause they just pulled mm. some of the flesh out, twisted it around, did some ties and pulled the flesh out to make like a nub. And, mm. um, and so it was quite painful and I'm kind of into kink. No, I'm not kind of into kink. I'm really into kink. And so- Own it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I, I'm also into kink. <laughs> So um, I started to like lose my shit in the pain in the moment while they were doing the surgery. And then, so I, I, again, I started to talk about sex to calm myself. And I said, doctor, I was like, next time, if we have to do a procedure like this again, can I bring my ball gag so that I can just like scream into it and feel comfortable? And again, he just gave like a deep breath and he said, I'm not sure quite how the nurses will chart that, but yes, you may bring your ball gag. <laughs> yes, love that humor. <laughs> well done, doctor. <laughs> what so, an yeah. incredible sense of humor you've got. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you don't even register it as humor, <laughs> but it comes across as it. I know. It's um yeah, it's interesting. It's um I've actually, this is a little bit of a secret. I can't give too much information, but I auditioned for a Netflix reality show. And so I'm in the very last stages of being chosen. And so there's a part of me that's wondering, like, how might my world clash if I'm on a reality show based on other than my office persona that I have, right? My two worlds will be coming together. Yeah. So I I can definitely, like, I resonate with that so much. Yeah. 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 But uh, for me, you know, I work in policing and I work in 
a part of policing that is so epically sad, right? We work with human trafficking and internet mm-hmm. child exploitation and all the dark, 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 dark sides of sex. Mm-hmm. So for me, it feels so important to find all the joy and the light and the goodness of sex and to just shine that message out, almost to counteract some of the stuff that I see in my yeah. other work but but it is oh, a clash sure. in my in my uh yeah I'm not sure I'm gonna how I'm gonna handle it <laughs> because even in my audition video I'm wearing like leopard print underwear fishnet ripped <laughs> sexy uh things and a bustier <laughs> so then afterwards I was like if I get on the show my audition video is gonna be on the show and all my my friends at work are going to see that. <laughs> like, okay. okay, Jen's coming out. <laughs> exactly. She's coming out. Do you feel like it's like an alter ego or like a sub, it's like a, per, a personality, a sub personality? Like, how do you relate to it? What's your intentional thoughts around that? I don't know. It's still so new. It's, Is it um, like Friday night, Jen? Yeah. Like there's definitely like a work Jen and a not work Jen, hundred percent. and. That's what's different since cancer too. Before cancer, it was just, there was work gen. There was no other gen. It was just work gen. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's so new. This not work gen, like gen doesn't work sometimes. Like what? (laughs) Jen has fun and joy and life. And Jen Jen knows how to play. Yeah. (laughs) What's funny is that when I, I used to be a teacher, so I had an infertility journey as well. And I stopped teaching when I couldn't have children because it became too painful. And I went back into sort of government work and stuff and um, supporting the police. And But when I was a teacher, I worked in a type of school that was very, very passionate about being an advocate for play and for allowing children to stay in the realm of play in childhood and not be too over-intellectualized. And so now I think of myself as a play advocate for adults now that I understand what play is for adults. And so it's interesting. I just feel like my infertility journey just shifted um, my focus. And now I want to be an educator of adults rather than children and play is still the the thing though. Cause I think that's what yeah. heals. That's what heals. And that's oh, what we're here 100%. to do. hundred yeah. percent. I remember when I, when I first started my like sexual expansion journey and started studying and learning and all that stuff, yeah. I remember thinking the exact same thing. I'd come from nursing and parallel yeah. always doing theater. Yeah. yeah. So it was like academic, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of medical work and then play, right? Theater, yeah. lots of play. Yeah. And then yeah. as my sexuality started thriving and unlocking mm-hmm. and shining, I was like, wow, like sexuality is like literally playing for adults, you know, but yes. genitals yes. involved, but we're playing yeah. it. And it's exactly. a kind of role play. Right? It feels authentic yeah. for sure, right? But mm-hmm. we, and we can mm-hmm. adopt these different roles. And that's something that mm-hmm. I love in like kinky play, mm-hmm. like role play and things like that. Totally. Like, who do I want to be? Yeah. What is the motivation for a drive yeah. in this character? What does she want? What's she like? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, what are her fantasies and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's sexuality literally gets to be this play playground mm-hmm. for adults. Totally. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. it can involve genitals and penetration, but it also doesn't mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. Totally. Like if we, in the, yeah. in the realm of kink is not always about not having always. sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're so right. And I think a lot of women mm-hmm. who don't experience pleasure and who don't experience joy are like you mentioned, just have the work, mm-hmm. the work mm-hmm. self, and then there's a mother self, yeah. and then you know mm-hmm. there's the people, pe- people pleasing yeah. self, and like the good wife yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But where is the self that actually really knows what makes her happy yeah. and gives yeah. herself permission to do that? And I know that's not always easy because time limitation mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. Yeah. kids got to eat, and mm-hmm. but fucking hire a cleaner one week and don't don't yeah. clean and do something fun instead. Like exactly. It's so sometimes true. I look sometimes I look at those like we have a cleaner mm-hmm. and I had to go yeah, through a yeah. whole process of mm-hmm. like oh my god I'm I have a cleaner what does that what does that mean about me <laughs> I felt so bad but I was literally like yeah, I had to process yeah. my emotions around that yes, um, yes. but now I know I think about mm-hmm. that as the what that takes off my plate 
mm-hmm. gives me time to play yeah. instead. Yes. Because I don't have to, I, I'm, I'm paying someone to do things that doesn't bring mm-hmm. me joy, but that mm-hmm. has to get done so that I have more time to be happy and play. Yeah. Well, that, that is priceless. Whatever the that cost of that cleaner yeah. in terms of joy, in terms of relationship yeah. satisfaction and yeah. all of that is incredible. So if, mm-hmm. if you only mm-hmm. have that work self, anyone listening, yeah. if you only have that work self, identify that notice that and see how you have like just like how you're saying no to having fun Mm -hmm. and pleasure non-sexual pleasure sexual pleasure it's massive I I have a four-year-old now and well Mm -hmm. he's almost four and um Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's like oh I have to play and then I catch myself Mm -hmm. I'm like yes we get to play (laughs) I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. So look at your kids for inspiration if you have kids and do what they do. Right. Simulate. Their ability to just go into another world, into that imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just go so smoothly. They just toggle back. It's a switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have that also. Yes, um, we do. But mm-hmm. some people have just forgotten, right? And it's it's like a muscle, like you say, mm-hmm. even with like the the exercise muscle, the mm-hmm. sexuality muscle, the imagination mm-hmm. muscle, the play muscle. Like yeah. we don't exercise those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It has been such a wonderful conversation. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to start wrapping up. Is there any final words or um, anything mm-hmm. you want to share um, mm-hmm. that you feel is like? will bring a sense of completion for you in this conversation or for the listener? Um, I just want to, yeah, maybe if I I'll gear it towards the listener, but it also be a message for you. So I just think that there's so many amazing, like healing educators out there, like yourself who are giving free content out there. And I just feel like if you ask, truly ask and tune into your desires you will find the match of the person on the internet who has (laughs) what you're looking for like I remember dressing up um, for some of your dance parties while I was recovering at home from cancer and I would get dressed up in my heels and my slutty clothes and I would just dance it out all day and then my roommate would come home and he'd be like how are you and I'd be like so good at a dance party with Eric and Sweden. <laughs> yeah, during the pandemic, we did the um, yes. what was it? Ecstatic, I yes. can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the ecstatic pleasure parties. Yeah, yes. And so, you know, I just feel like you know, I put out the call just by my meditation and stuff, and then the people that I needed to connect with who had the answers and the messages for me came to me, right? Like your invitation came in the email and then I signed up and then it's like kind of like a fairy tale, like, like breadcrumbs, just follow the breadcrumbs because it's all out there. It's so, there's so many people just like giving their light. And, and I almost like, I almost, I was, I almost hit bankruptcy in my cancer because I lost my business and I wasn't working and my marriage ended at the same time. So I was, I had nothing. I was so, um, so I was just voraciously taking free content off the internet and I'm just so grateful. And I can't wait to be a coach myself to be giving free content because I absolutely know how impactful it can be. Like you guys changed my life. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. It's so, so, so true. And then I think that also is the, you know, I put a lot out, Mm -hmm. I put a lot, a lot of content. And Mm -hmm. at some point you have to, anyone, you know, consuming that content has to feel Mm -hmm. worthy of spending time on it, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Preferably don't wait until the cancer diagnosis. Yeah, totally. Don't wait until you hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to hit rock bottom before Mm -hmm. we actually do something about it because we're stuck and we're negative and we think nothing's going to change and we try to ignore it. And, you know, either Mm -hmm. we fear the the hard work it's going to take or Mm -hmm. we fear the actual results. That's true too. That's so true. Yeah. And I think there's also for anybody who's out there new on the on the the journey of looking at this stuff I feel like 
there's moments where it gets so scary. I remember one of Layla's video came out and it was, she was encouraging women to reclaim the word pussy and I couldn't handle it. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't say the word pussy back then. I was like, I don't know if I could watch her anymore. Like I was upset. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious now? Oh my goodness. But it's like, yeah. And so sometimes like, you know, I'll share things at work and I'll be like, oh, like the nipple thing, right? I'll be like, why did he do that? That was so inappropriate. Like you said, like it could be sexual harassment. But then I was like, I want to normalize people talking about their breast cancer journey. Yeah. And so I feel like that's why I take these kind of crazy inappropriate risks sometimes. And I just like speak whatever's coming out and I just try to do it with the openest heart. And so far, nobody's taking you defense at some of my, <laughs> my things. Well, I think that is, first of all, incredibly courageous. And the second of all, I think it's incredibly essential. And I know how that feels. Um, Last week, I was in an article um, where I talked about my masturbation and how I asked my husband to leave the house with my son so I can stay home and masturbate. And it yeah and you know, for a moment I was like oh this shame I feel right. shame like yeah. shame was burning oh, through my god. system oh my like, god right yeah. the visceral feeling of shame oh, when it burns oh right oh god it burns it burns it burns and I was like oh my god people are gonna read and what are they gonna think and they're gonna think mm-hmm. I don't have sex with my husband or I'm a bad mother mm-hmm. or yeah. you know who does that yeah. who tells her husband yeah. and son to leave so she can stay at home mm-hmm. and masturbate and then I was like I do that. (laughs) I am proud of that. I think everyone should do that. So it's like full circle back to the why. Mm -hmm. Why Mm -hmm. is this important to me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And full circle back to the intention. That's right. Full circle back to the well, I am here. It's in service. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't get it, well, that's their loss. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be quiet. and just like you you know like oh my god i'll stop listening to layla how could you even say that (laughs) no you've got to say the things yeah gotta say the things and yeah not everyone's gonna understand and agree yeah yeah totally yeah jen i just oh (laughs) i hope one day we get to play in person that would be just such a delight (laughs) really it so would it so would but until then we'll just have to do with this internet thing which is good enough yes Um, yes 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 thank you for being here and for sharing Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. stories and Mm -hmm. memories and Mm -hmm. incredible journey of love body pleasure sexuality reclamation and really how you used pleasure as medicine throughout your Mm -hmm. whole cancer journey and healing Mm -hmm. and still it is Mm -hmm. you're gonna inspire so many people um and i can't wait for you to start coaching that will be incredible whatever niche and whatever work you decide to do it's gonna be so good and um i'm so excited I can't think of a better person to do this work. Um, And we'll share your articles. You've written two amazing articles and the link to that video um, in the show notes. Anyone who wants to read, if you know someone who's going through um, or has gone through breast cancer Mm -hmm. or cancer in general, Mm -hmm. or even any Mm -hmm. big like life, body transformation disease, share this work with them, share this podcast and Jen's resources with them she's evidence that it's working um it could work for you it's that tenacious relentless commitment to it all the highs and the lows the the beautiful and the ugly and um and that's that's the richness of life isn't it in a way yes yeah and we can do it without we can do it without cancer right you can do the journey without yes it's so true yeah that was your true Yep. 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 And, and I think that's what my, my message is, is because I think that's where I feel like, wow, I missed out on loving my body before I lost parts. Right. And um, so if there's anything that I can do to inspire people to just even just explore. Right. And it, and it's funny, it was, um, it was the fitness marshal who did the dancing that I followed, who said, 
um, like it was a sexy dance. And he said, you know, you can touch your own body. And I was like, yeah, I can. Like, that's what made me link. I should do breast massage for this while I'm dancing and do it like to link it all together to the pleasure. And I was like, wow. And, but somebody else had to give me permission for some reason. And I don't know why that is, but um, yeah, permission granted. Now I'm on it. (laughs) Yes. You've heard the queen speak permission granted from Jen, from me. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. The best time was yesterday or whatever the saying is the second best time is now. So it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Not too late. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time. Thank you.